the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who makes himself our center. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the full name of this church is University Lutheran Church and Student Center, which is something that I have to remind people um, uh, quite a bit, actually, especially when they're turning our name into an acronym. You see, a lot of people really like to acronymize, I suppose that's a word, this place as ULC, to which I say, uh, 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 if you're going to do that, the acronym of this place is ULCSC, because there's a student center thing at the end of this. In fact, that's something that you will see if you walk out to the front of our building here, which some of you have never seen in your life because you only use the parking lot. And yet, you'll notice that out front of our building, it it has in big letters, University Lutheran. And if you look just under that word Lutheran, you'll notice that there are, well, some missing spots. There's some missing letters. And those letters, once upon a time ago, spelled out C-E-N-T-E-R. I have no idea what happened to them. I think somebody probably put them up in the attic, and that place is very frightening. And so I don't want to go out there and look for them. But there, there's something to that. There, there's something to the fact that this place was once a center. And, and the reason for that was this place was all, not always considered to be a full church. In fact, um, in, in the nomenclature of the day, this place would have been called a preaching station. Which, thank goodness, they didn't put that on the outside of the building. Because who wants to come to a preaching station? And what a preaching station was, was a place that didn't have members. And and the, the idea was that, well, we couldn't trust college students to be members of a church. Why on earth would we do that? It would be pandemonium. And so this place, you could come here if you were a student at Florida State. And you could enjoy all of the basic services of being a part of a church, but you weren't a member. We wanted to really drill that into you. No membership allowed here. And so this place was University Lutheran Center. Parenthetical note, preaching station. But then after a while, people started going, well, why can't this be a church? Why why don't we just call this place University Lutheran Church and Student Center. And sure enough, that's what happened. And because of that, if you look around, we not only have students here with us today, but we also have non-students with us here today. We not only have people that are not members, we also have people that are members. And some of them are college students. And it's not pandemonium yet. And so it was an an interesting little thing for me to find this out. I I actually didn't find out that there were missing spots on the sign outside until I was here for a little while. And before that, I came here, and and when I first came here about nine years ago, it's been forever, 
When I first came here, I said, oh, we've got this sign out front that says University Lutheran, but we're in the South, and who knows what a Lutheran means, even up North. And so I said, well, this place needs a tagline. This place needs something that explains who we are. And so I said, well, let's kind of dream up a tagline. And the thing that popped out was University Lutheran, a Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace. And I had no idea that the center part of our sign had been jettisoned before that. But I think it makes for kind of an interesting statement about who we are today. That what we did was we took the center off of the building and we put it on Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that before I came along, this place wasn't centered on Jesus. Don't get me wrong. But I think it reinforces this idea that what we're about here. Is being centered on Jesus. And this building just helps us to be able to do that. And that's what Paul is talking about when he is writing to the Colossians. He's saying, you should be centered on on this Jesus guy. And that, in fact, what happens when you are brought into the kingdom of God is that Jesus becomes your center. That God actually takes you and he makes Jesus the central part of who you are. That's why in this reading from Colossians, it starts off that what God has done is he has taken you from the kingdom of darkness, the dominion of darkness, and that he has placed you into the kingdom of Jesus Christ through whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. That basically what Paul is saying to these Colossians is that when Jesus Christ comes into your life, when Jesus Christ comes into the world, that what he's doing is he's recentering you. He's making the thing that should be the center, the actual center. And that's a very good thing for us, because we have this tendency to kind of drift and get away from our center. We have this tendency to sort of move the axle on our wheel. And if you've ever seen a wheel that has its center, its axle in the wrong place, well, that's not a very good wheel. It goes bump, bump, bump. But if you have the axle actually hit the direct center of the wheel, you have this thing that flows smoothly, that goes quickly, You have something great. And so what Paul is saying to these Colossians is that that is what is happening. It's interesting if you take a look at the language there. The language that Paul is using is he's saying that Jesus Christ is the image of God. And and you go, whoa, 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 Paul, no way. Uh Uh-uh, I get to be the image of God. Because I have read Genesis. And I know Adam and Eve, they were created in the image of God. Right? 
do we want to give that to Jesus? I mean, come on, that, that's pretty special. Do we just want to be like, okay, Jesus, you can have this? Well, the sad reality was that when our first parents sinned, Adam and Eve sinned, that we lost what it meant to be that image. Because we lost the thing that should have been the center of our lives. And so what God had to do was he had to send his son into the world in order to be that image for us again. So that he could live this perfect life. Not on his behalf, but on our behalf. So that he then could become the image of God. If you want to think about it in this way, he could become the center He could become the thing that makes our lives flow smoothly. He could become the things that has everything come together. In fact, that's everything that Paul is saying here. That Jesus holds together the entire world. And that he holds it together by constantly taking what we have put off into the periphery and taking that and putting that into the center. And he does that through this redemption, through this forgiveness of our sins, because he knows that if it were just left up to us, we would end up having lives that were so uncentered. We would center our lives around things like sex. We would center our lives around things like money. We would center our lives around things like our reputation. We would center our lives around a whole host of other things that are good things, but just aren't central things. And that's what Jesus does when he invites us to come to a place like this that used to have center on the outside of the building. And he says, let me be at the center. Let me fix what's wrong here. So that your problems with sex, those can just be the things that are off on the periphery. So that your problems with money, those are things that can just be off on the periphery. So that your problems with your reputation can be things that are just off on the periphery. So that all your other problems can just be things that you're dealing with and you know that are there and they're on your wheel, but they're not the center. Because Jesus has already offered himself to be your center. And so this week, as you go about your week, finishing up classes before you get on highways or finishing up work before you go and you see people that you're afraid are going to talk about politics, which also is not the center. As you go and you meet with those people and you celebrate with them, may you remember who and where your center is. And that it is Jesus Christ who pulls the rest of your life together.
in his central point. Amen.